2: All right, welcome to another episode of kane collects uh before i get to my next guest which i'm very excited about uh don't forget if you do enjoy the podcast to uh, tell a friend tell a family member you can download an odyssey or apple podcast spotify wherever you get your podcast also social media i'm on instagram at kane collects k-h-a-n-g collects youtube i just posted another youtube video of me uh trying to Look for a Michael Jordan gold card, which is really rare, actually. So that's a cool video. Same thing, Kang Collects, K-H-A-N-G, uh, Kang Collects on YouTube. And uh, without further ado, a very, very special guest. For those that don't know, I do produce a show Monday through Friday on 97 on the Ticket, Karshan Anderson show. And uh, one of the hosts that I produce this show, Scott the Gator Anderson, joins me for this episode. Scott Gator, welcome. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. It's it's an honor to be part of the Kang's Kang's Collects uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, the King um
2: Kang's Collects, Kang's Kang Collects. Kang Collects. King collects. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um those that don't listen to the show or don't know, you're wondering maybe why I have uh Gator on the show and uh Gator collects guitars and um I told you, if you t- if you can collect it, I will talk about it, and this episode is going to be about <laughs> Gator's uh, guitar collection, and he's got a great one. I am not, uh, I don't know a ton about guitars, but I do know they can get very valuable, of course, and get expensive, as uh, Scott's going to tell us, but um, before I get to it, uh, do you remember the first guitar you purchased and what kind of guitar it was?
0: I do. I was in high school, and I think it was a sophomore in high school, and I bought a, uh, a guitar off of one of my classmates and I, I didn't realize where he had gotten it from until many years later but uh it was a bc rich um it was a red bc rich uh nj series style guitar which wasn't a i think brand new it was probably like 250 bucks or whatever i think i got it for a uh, hundred bucks and it came in a hard shell case the case alone is probably worth 50 bucks so, um, but it was a total metal looking guitar It had a really cool shape to it or has a really cool shape to it it's got like a piece of it cut out that you wouldn't expect like a normal body of a guitar and this piece is cut out that's just what made bc rich kind of uh set itself aside um lita ford plays a bc rich very similar to it uh cc deville the guitar player for uh poison uh he used to play a bunch of bc rich guitars back in the day so that's the one i got and shortly thereafter i got an amplifier and i i just I couldn't play a lick, but it was fun as hell just to, to mess around in that thing. And the the interesting thing about the guitar is that I knew that one of my uh, friends knew a guy that knew the guitar. And so he came over. He's like, oh, I remember this. I used to play this a couple of years ago. I go, oh, okay. But I didn't realize who he had got it from. I was at one of my high school reunions, like a 30th reunion or something like that, like 25th reunion or somewhere in there. And met up with a guy who came in from California, and I found out. Uh, that it was actually his guitar originally. I had no idea until all these years later. And so I brought it out to this gig. He happened to be playing in his band in California, but came in for the reunion and was playing a show uh, in Kigo And I brought the guitar out for him. I'm like, here it is, man. He's like, you got to be kidding me. This thing is, it still looks great. It's still in great condition. And um, yeah, I haven't played it in a few years, but its uh, it was always special because it was my first.
2: So even though, like, you're not necessarily a guitar player or a good one at that point, because I know you've been learning and, and you know, messing around <laughs> with guitars, <laughs> but you just love, I mean, you had an admiration for guitars, obviously, and you love that kind of music that uses those kind of guitars.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it was something that uh, I've always been a, a huge fan of music, and um, it's it's why I got into radio was because of music. I wanted to to play music, and we had a high school radio station that got into it, so I always loved it. And with the guitar aspect of it, yeah it was just even without taking lessons you could still make noise with it and if you knew a couple of things you know how to hold your fingers correctly on a guitar for just a couple of chords it can sound cool as hell it's two notes <laughs> but you play those two notes all day long as loud as you want and it's it's just great so i've always yeah i've always kind of loved the guitar and as uh the years went on you know i i, I started to Accumulate more guitars, and I, I'm not sure how this really happened. You know, it started with that BC Rich, and then a year later, I had a friend of mine uh who had this guitar. It was an old Palmer guitar, which is kind of like a Gibson knockoff. and And he's like, "I don't want it. You want it?" I'm like, "What do you want for it?" He goes, "Nothing." He just gave me the guitar. I'm like, "Okay." And it wasn't. It's not a great guitar, but 25, 30 years later, I gave it to a buddy of mine. I said, "Can we fix this up in any way?" He's like, "Oh yeah." put new pickups in the guitar and uh we did a couple other things to it and it sounds killer it's awesome so i got that a couple of years after i was you know i had the bc rich and then i got another guitar from another friend of mine in high school his older brother's guitar it was an old epiphone and he's he's like yeah he, he just doesn't want anything for it if you want he you can have it I'm like okay cool uh which was which was really cool so i started to accumulate guitars before i was 20 and then um uh, when i was 26 i had uh i got a full-time job at the radio station as a producer and i think it was my third paycheck i'm like yeah i'm gonna treat myself i'm gonna go get a nice guitar and i ended up trading in that epiphone which i regret to this day for trading it in because i got hoodwinked they they knew how valuable it was and i had no idea and it was like this old epiphone sunburst les paul jr type guitar which in today's world is probably worth I don't know, $1,500, $2,000, maybe. But back then, I didn't know. I I didn't, it was so long ago. I just like, yeah, throw it in because I wanted this sweet metal guitar, which was a Jackson. And and I traded a couple other things in with an old amplifier and I got this Jackson guitar and an amplifier and I still had to pay like $700 out of pocket, but it was worth it because it was the first thing I actually bought with my own money after being a full-time employee. And yeah, it was... uh, just a great memory.
2: So on the podcast, I mean, I do we do talk a lot about sports cards and things like that. But like I mentioned earlier, if you collected, you know, well, I'll talk about it. But uh, the reason I mentioned the sports card thing is because when you're a kid, you don't have a real job. You know, whatever like your allowance was or cutting lawns, whatever. You take that money, the few bucks you had, buy some packs of cards and rip them open and have fun with your your friends. <laughs> so if, as far as the guitars, are, I feel like they're got to be a little bit more expensive than that. Are you like a card collector where? Once you got a real job, you just mentioned you had your your first producer's check or whatever, and you become an adult and you have some supplemental income and things like that, like do you is that where you know you start kind of putting more money into it and it's all like hey, I can actually <laughs> afford stuff that I was dreaming about when I was younger, right? Was that something
0: Yeah. Like you no, know, I totally understand what you're saying. It's like, you know, when you're younger, you don't have money to buy that that great rookie card of, you know, some player baseball <laughs> player I was, a, you know, fan of or whatever in the in the 60s, but now maybe uh we're not that was in around i wasn't even around in the 60s but you know a player that started yeah. in the 60s like you get a nolan ryan rookie would be awesome right yeah but i can't afford that and today it's probably like what five thousand dollars or something like that or more i didn't I, don't, I mean i i suppose i could but that's not where i channeled it but yeah to your point i did that with guitars i bought my first expensive guitar um back probably Maybe uh, about 15 years ago, I would guess, because uh, it was before I moved to this house. And I've been here for about 12 years now. And it was a uh, uh, a Gibson Les Paul traditional. And I think I paid like $1,800 for the guitar. And it was a big investment at the time uh, for me. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I, I figured I'm done. I've got the Gibson. I still have the Jackson. I still have the BC Rich. I still have the Palmer. I'm done. No problem. Well, the problem was that when I went and got that guitar, I met somebody <laughs> and he's been like a dealer for me. Man. <laughs> it's like first taste is free and then it's over with that. My buddy Garrett, Garrett Balanik, who's the best guitar player in Detroit. And I say that without any, I mean, that is the best guitar player in Detroit. He's amazing. You've heard him play. He plays with the Jody full band. He played with the local heroes. He played with the Rockets. And anyways, really good friend of mine because I met him. I needed a recommendation from somebody about who knew stuff about guitars. because I wanted really good with guitar. And another friend of mine who was in the Muggs, uh, the band The Mugs, Detroit band, Tony Muggs, Tony said, hey, you got to meet Garrett. So I met Garrett, met his wife, met at the bar in Royal Oak, and they're like, yeah, dude, I'll come out with you. And we went and played about five different guitars at Guitar Center, and I settled on this Les Paul traditional, and then it was over with. Because from then, he's like, you know, there's a lot of great guitars. And I go, yeah, yeah there probably are. You know i probably need a fender stratocaster i don't have one of those (laughs) and it's been you know whatever this has been now 15 17 years you know 15 years i think he and i have been friends and buying guitars yeah i've i've bought now i have i tried to add it up before i came on i think i have 23 electric guitars and i have a couple acoustic guitars but they're electric acoustic guitars um, I'm I think to be to play acoustic guitar, I think you have to be really good, and I'm not. So I don't want to spend the money on those because those can get really expensive. But yeah, that started me off on a on a roll where every guitar I've gotten since then has been at least I think I've spent at least eighteen hundred dollars on each guitar that I've had since then. So it, it's an expensive habit, but I live alone, I don't have a family, I don't have kids that I have to save up a college fund for. Um You know, I have the dog, and the dog has its own expense, but it's nothing like that. So I use my disposable income. I have been, anyway, uh, on, you know, either renovating the house or buying guitars.
2: No, exactly. And then I tell people that whatever they collect, you know, just collect responsibly within your means. And like you have the means, you have disposable income. So, yeah, that's what you're going to do, which is awesome. Trust me, a lot of people that are collecting shoes or jerseys or sports cards, they have disposable income. They're going to they're probably going to indulge just like you have indulged in guitars. And you mentioned I was going to ask you how many guitars you have. So it's like 23 plus at least. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it's 23 electric and a couple of uh, acoustic electric guitars. I have a banjo.
2: Is that, I don't even want to get into that. Is that a different market completely? I don't even well, know. Well,
0: it is. But I mean, there's a, there's a story was that like eight years ago for my birthday, a friend of mine, she got me, uh, she rented me a banjo for three months. So I had it for three months. And when I returned it, I said, How much is it to buy it? And the guy's like, It's like 120 bucks. I'm like, I'll buy it, you know, because she had already paid for the three month thing. And it, it's not an expensive banjo. I think it was probably a few hundred dollars, but I have it just to have it. I, I don't, I cannot play that thing at all. Banjos are like four and five strings, uh-huh. and it's different. Like guitar with the, the guitar strings, you bend the strings, get great noise. With banjos, you don't bend the strings. You're just plucking with one hand. You're literally playing with with both hands at the same time, but it's not a strumming motion. It's a pluck. It's crazy. I can't play it. It's no good.
2: Would you consider, like, most of the guitars you have? Like, guitars are also considered, like, in the collectible. Are they investments? Can they go up in value? Or are they about what you paid for them? Do they go down in value? Things like that.
0: They can go down in value. Um, it's funny. I was watching Antiques Roadshow last week, and they had somebody had found a, a 1963 Stratocaster, and it was a left-handed Stratocaster. And I'm like, okay, well, that's rare because nobody orders a left-handed guitar. Rare, people typically don't. You know, mostly they're all right-handed guitars jimmy hendrix played a stratocaster and jimmy was left-handed but jimmy played he played a right-handed stratocaster he just turned it upside down to play it left-handed and he played it backwards i don't know how people do that i know another guy that does it and it's it's its nuts to me so i'm thinking to myself okay it's a 63 it's got to be expensive i'm going to guess it's uh it's like forty thousand dollars and they valued it fifty five thousand dollars and i was like wow that's expensive um but the, uh, the guitars I have, I'm going to guess that most of them have at the very least have held their value. I don't think any of them have, have dropped value. And there's a couple I have that I know have increased in value because you just can't find them. I've got some, uh, they call them boutique guitars, the smaller guitar companies that make amazing guitars. And they use maybe different woods and they do different finishes on them. Uh, and there's all different types of ways they set them up with the... Um, the pickups and all that and i have a, a couple that i think have increased significantly um maybe one of them has even doubled in value which is great but um i have no desire to, to sell them at, at this point but are they investments some of them will be considered that yeah
2: Do you, it's, you mentioned left-handed guitars is there any difference in value you in that or is there because i mean you said less people use left-handed guitars would that be yeah more rare i consider but i don't know if it's more expensive or investment
0: I would have thought that it would've been more expensive because, uh, exactly, because of the scarcity and how rare it is, and yet they said on the Antiques Roadshow uh, that it wasn't, because it's not as desirable to have that. You know, you had to find a very specific person that you know, you to be left-handed to play this guitar. I suppose you could, you know, turn it over and play it right-handed, but you'd be playing it backwards like, like Jimi Hendrix was doing, and you know, you don't do that if you're right-handed because you never had trouble getting a right-handed guitar.
2: What do, um? What if someone goes into like a, their you know local uh, music shop or whatever guitar center or whatever it may be, uh, if they want to go in there just buy a guitar, like what's the minimum purchase for a guitar? Like you're looking to spin.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could. It really depends what you want to do. If you just want to like entry level, you want to learn to play the position, the position, the uh, <laughs> the instrument. Uh-huh. Um, you can you can buy a a lot of these stores have have a used section. And they'll sell guitars on consignment. Uh, um, And some of them have an amazing uh, collection of of those consignment guitars. Um, Motor City Guitars, one in in Waterford, they have a massive selection of guitars on consignment. And they've got good stuff, man. I mean, you're getting great deals on it because they're used guitars, but they're great guitars. But if you wanted to spend $200, you can walk out of there with a quality guitar. And the way that they're making guitars nowadays, if you wanted something brand new, I was at Guitar Center last week, and I saw a collection of some really nice guitars that were 300 Um, So you can walk in and, and not have to spend too much. Uh, you can get practice amplifiers for like $100. You can walk out of there with rigged, you know, rig set up for 100 bucks, and be very happy with it.
2: So that's the low end.
0: They're spending tens of thousands of yeah. dollars if you want to be wanted. Well, do that, well
2: that, that was my next question. So you mentioned like the low end entry level guitars and things like that. What about I don't know? Is it out of your range even? Do you own a guitar that's like was owned by a, a you know famous musician or or do you plan on doing that or is that just too much?
0: That I think that's a different realm. That's probably getting into the world of. Would you stop it? Sorry, Lois is gapping up. <laughs> um, if. I mean, if I were to do that, you're talking about spending twenty five thousand dollars for a guitar like oh, that. It, it's something that I would want. Might be maybe twenty grand or more, I would guess. Um, so I'm not really into that. I have a guitar. I have an ESP uh, Bengal Tiger guitar. It's a uh, it's a yellow guitar with black tiger stripes on it, and it's a George Lynch model. And George Lynch played with. Uh, he was a guitar player for Dokken for years, and then he had Lynch Mob and done a million things and it's like one of his signature style guitars. Uh, It does, I believe it's autographed. I haven't really, I'm pretty sure it's autographed somewhere on the guitar, uh, I think on the back of the neck. Um, And that might be, it's a collector's item, I guess. Uh, It's a killer sound. It only has one speed and that's full throttle on it because most guitars will have different switches to switch over to different uh, pickups on it. Usually it's three or five, depending on the style of guitar. This one has no switch it's just one <laughs> it's it's just the, the 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 humbucker pickup on it and you can't slow it down it's loud as hell it's it's great but that's the only one that i have right now if i were to get one
2: yeah what would be your dream if you had to like if you could pick any musician to have that guitar that they played not necessarily at a famous concert or anything like that but just hey i know this was owned by this artist who and what you know guitar is that
0: yeah, I think there are a couple. They'd be like classic ones. Like uh, David Gilmore, the guitar player for Pink Floyd, uh, he played Fender Stratocasters. And um, he actually recently, a couple of years ago, had an auction where he auctioned off like 100 of his guitars. And they raised, I think they raised millions uh, for charity. But those got out of my range. But if I wanted to pull the trigger, maybe I could have gotten one of those for like 10 grand. But that's that's out of my comfort zone. But if I could, it'd probably be something from David Gilmore or if you know the late Stephen Ray Vaughn, if he had some guitars come up for auction, if I had the money, that would be amazing because Stephen Ray Vaughn, one of the greatest guitar players ever lived. You know, obviously Eddie Van Halen. You get your guitar heroes and you're you're talking crazy money. Um, there's a, a bunch of Gibson Les Pauls. If you can find a fifty-nine Les Paul, it's like the holy grail guitars and those are is they start at six figures and they go up to two million dollars i think they've sold at auction for that much um, those are crazy guitars but uh yeah there's there's they're something i would definitely like because of the artist
2: that's awesome and you mentioned something a minute ago and it, it's big in the collector collecting world is autographs did you do you have any guitars that are autographed by anyone famous and is that something you're interested in do you know and about that market at all i don't even know
0: no i don't know much about the market for it um i imagine that it it definitely will increase the value of a guitar if it's if it's the like i'll see stuff at the radio station for instance and you'll go by somebody's office and because we have the music stations there um you'll be there's a bunch of guitars in a radio station uh, in our building uh and some you'll see autographed by people that you know they're kind of i think there's a kid rock autographed guitar and some other stuff like that and if you look at the guitar itself, it's it would typically be like a cheap guitar. It might be you know a two hundred dollar guitar, or cheaper. It doesn't mean it's bad guitar. It's just cheaper. But because it's got the signature on it, it's gonna jack up the price. If you were to sell it, you could probably sell you know get it for two or three times that value. Um, I've never wanted to have a guitar that had somebody sign it. I never because I love the the beauty of the guitar to begin with. The guitars I that I hang on my wall, you know they're up on the wall for. A reason with the great guitars, but it's like aesthetically pleasing for me just to look over and I can see, you know, different colors uh, on on the wall or one day and I'll change them up all the time. I got 11 hooks on the wall for 11 different guitars and I have a couple stands and I could I could have as many as 15 guitars in this room. But some days I want to have earth tone guitars, you know, or (laughs) maybe I got all dark guitar section or hey, let's do all Stratocaster body styles or all. You know gibson's uh les paul styles uh guitars and i and it's it's fun to do that you know it's um but i wouldn't want to have somebody sign the guitar and and then what because now i'm like well, am i going to play this with the guy's autograph on it? if i sweat on it or get 30, gonna it dirty, it's going to ruin i don't want to do that
2: no that's probably where you have to have it like a jersey or something where you put it up in a framing or something yeah, and, exactly and, you know, no one touch it and and i imagine i mean just like any autograph you got to get it authenticated if you really want value in it you know whether just so people know i mean anyone can scribble anything on there but to get it authenticated by a reputable company that would help the, the value if you're into that because and you do mention people can't you know we're doing video zoom right now people can't see this but gator he mentions he's got guitars hung up on a wall if they're right behind him i could see him all and look fantastic and what i think it's awesome about that is a lot of times people that collect cards You kind of put them in a case and you put them away and you don't get to see them. And that's like the fun part to me. And you can kind of see, I got like, I got some display cases where I'll put cards up and I'll change them out a little bit like you. Cause I think you got to look at your cards. I mean, that's, some people are, have really expensive cards where they put them in a vault and I get that because they're really expensive. But then I also like, well, now you don't see the card and you don't get to pull it out and be like, I own this, or I own that guitar or I own this Jersey. You know, that, that to me, that's the, one of the best parts about collecting is seeing it.
0: Yeah, you want to see it, and you want others to see it because it's not that you're. I'm not bragging about these things. Actually, every guitar in my wall, every guitar I own, has a story, and there's a reason why I got them. And and you know, guitar guys, or gals, whatever, any guitar people, they love talking about guitars, and that's what it is. It's this isn't like you know, I got somebody who comes over, they're not a guitar fan, and like, oh, look at your show. I'm like, no, no, that's just that's for me, man. It's artwork for me. Like I don't have paintings on my wall i have a, a few pieces of art that they're like store bought you know it's crap that i bought in a in 200 bucks at a not even 200 at some furniture store because the color scheme works you know it's it's not good art but this wall it's an expensive art wall here but it's but it's what i want to see and you know i've got some i, I have a, a a small card collection too and that, that is kind of the bummer about it because i'd love to have them out on display But if you have them out, then you got to worry about the glass so that the sun doesn't fade the the cards. Because God forbid you fade it, there goes all your value. It's like you almost have to keep it in the dark uh, when it comes to cards to keep those value. But, you know, something like this, this is more like, like a painting, I guess, that you do want to display.
2: Yeah, I mean, like you enjoy it. And obviously, you know... That you like to display and you're not showing off like you said because you're not even a good guitar player admittedly yourself it's more about about just (laughs) these are sweet guitars i like looking at them and i can tell you about them and how i got them if you want to know um do you plan so what's the next plan for like buying more guitars like are you like do you actively look or is it just kind of like it shows up are (laughs) you on a website every night you know how's that uh
0: the addiction is fed through various means uh sometimes i I do have an alert that comes to my email if uh from a company called reverb and it's all they all they do is sell musical instruments online and there are a couple types of guitars that i put on there hey alert me if these show up specifically or these brands and i'll get updates on that like once a week but i haven't acted on one of those in years but it does give me ideas of of stuff that i'd like to see and uh, there is one guitar that I would love to have because it was a limited edition run. Um, it's uh, the company is called Sir S U H R, and it was like I think it was the master builder at, at at Fender like 25 years ago left to co- form his own company, uh, Sur. and it uh, they're amazing guitars. It's kind of like I said earlier, the boutique guitars, and the these guitars are beautiful. But he created this one. Uh in like kind of a, a Gibson body. And typically his guitars are like Fender bodies. They have Stratocaster or Telecaster or Jazz styles. But he built the Sir Aura uh in like a classic Gibson Les Paul style. And they're amazing guitars. He only built, I think there's a hundred of them. And I wanted to get one, and until I saw the price, they were like ten thousand dollars new. I'm like, yeah, that's hmm. but I'll get an alert if any. Sir Ora comes up on reverb and if if I ever see one that somebody gets desperate and they want to sell it for something that I feel like I can afford I will snatch that guitar up in a heartbeat. Um the most recent one I got a few months ago was uh an Italian company guitar called paoletti and they it looked gorgeous and I started doing some research about it and found that the company is it's an old wine making company that stopped making wine they had all this wood left over from the wine barrels and the wood was anywhere from 130 to 170 years old. So the guitar I have the wood made to build it is like 150 years old. And it's gorgeous. And there are other guitars in that family that I saw that like, I really like that. Would I want another one? Yeah. <laughs> so down the road that may happen, but um I, I think I'm I'm okay here with the 23 plus. I don't need to go out and get anything. So, and and I don't have too much of a of a, you know, a feeling to go out and do it.
2: No, but a good deal is a good deal and you won't pass down a good deal, right? <laughs> right,
0: right, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, if somebody, hey, look at that, uh, like for you, and, hey, this Jordan card, you know, uh, oh, retails yeah. for two two or $300, but I'll sell it to you for 70. Well,
2: I'm what? all over, it, you know? Yeah. I'm all over like a, a dollar card that's retails at or values at five. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, yeah. I like a deal. So, and I like to collect uh, Michael Jordan's cards and stuff. So but in the card industry and actually in any collecting and memorabilia industry, um, there are knockoffs and counterfeits and fakes. Is there such a thing like that in guitars? Like because you're spending a lot of money here and do they get verified or authenticated? Like how's that? work? Yeah,
0: there are some um, because some guitars have gotten so valuable that you'll have to check the serial number to make sure because companies have gotten incredibly good at what they call reliquing. So they make the guitars look older and already worn in. And I've got a bunch on the wall that are relic, and I love it because they look old as hell, and they're like five years old, you know. Uh, and the Pauletti is one of them, and it's like brand new. Um, so they know how to do how to relic those guitars, and they'll make it seem like, oh yeah, here's a '62 Stratocaster, you know. I'll sell it to you for twenty five thousand. I mean, you could you could sell it for forty, but I'll give it to you for twenty five. But you better check the serial numbers and sometimes with some of those guitars and and it's about the pickups as well you have to make sure they're original pickups and you literally have to take the guitar apart to do that so it's like a double-edged sword because once you take the guitar apart it could also compromise the integrity of the guitar you have to know what you're doing or at least take it to somebody who knows what they're doing um and there's an affordable way also because some of the guitars like fender has you know Fender stratocasters are great guitars and you can you know get an entry-level fender stratocaster for maybe i think eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars and then they have more expensive versions that are up to two thousand dollars and then they have ridiculous ones that are custom shop but fender has a part of their company uh makes squire guitars and it's basically it looks exactly the same it just has some different components to it and it's a much more affordable version of it so some companies have that gibson has epiphone Below them, which is a similar thing, Epiphone are very affordable guitars and they're pretty good guitars too. But if you don't want to spend $1,500 on a Gibson SG, you can get an Epiphone SG for $400 and they're great guitars. Um, ESP is a great guitar uh, guitar company out of Japan and I've got one of their guitars, it's that George Lynn Tiger guitar talked about. They have their entry level brand, which is called LTD. And those guitars sell for a fraction. what these are so they'll have an lt version ltd version of my guitar and the one i got is you know three thousand dollars or so the ltd version might be seven hundred dollars Okay. so there are ways around it some are Mm -hmm. some are up front and honest about it and some you might have somebody's just trying to hoodwink you and sell you you know newer stock that they're passing off as old stock
2: yeah be careful people as much as me and gator both like a good deal it, 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 it's a true saying where if it's too good to be true it probably is not true you know yeah. so uh, whether that's cards or guitars or whatever so with cards you, i mean you look at them you know they you're cool and you really can't do much with them with guitars you're supposed to play them so yeah with guitars does that bring down the value at all is that hey everyone knows guitars are supposed to be played and this you know that's i mean it's still worth what it's supposed to be worth i
0: imagine if you went out and bought you know a signature guitar or somebody if you had the money to go out and buy a david gilmore stratocaster and you paid fifteen thousand dollars at auction for it and you got it home that if you took it out and you start playing it no one's gonna know unless there's wear and tear on and even then you know the wear and tear is part of the story of the guitarist so i don't know if anybody's gonna even call you out on it because oh well we'll just say yeah well david gilmore he, he played it for years took it on tour and uh you know this is a scratch here from 1981 no one's gonna know um but at the same time if i had a guitar that was like 25 worth 25 grand i would probably play it once to just to see what it was like and be amazed by it and then you know put it in display case that wouldn't just be hanging on the wall that'd be behind glass on the wall so people could see it
2: so I do want to talk about uh your co-host our co-worker Doug Karsh real quick and people are probably be wondering why why I'm bringing up Doug I'm bringing up Doug because his father was in a band and his father has a guitar that apparently you mentioned Garrett earlier in the episode here yeah. you're a uh, guitar friend who's a great guitar player knows a lot about guitars obviously I was speaking to him at one of your uh parties recently and he was telling me about how Doug Karsh's father owns this guitar and it's worth a ton of money. Can you explain to the people what kind of guitar his dad owns? And they had no idea that it was worth what it was worth. Like why is it worth so much and what kind of guitar it is?
0: So uh Doug's dad was in a band, Freddie Friedo and the corn chips back in the day. <laughs> uh Freddie Friedo bought this guitar bought this guitar brand new back, I think it's a nineteen sixty three
3: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: It's a 62 or 63 Fender Stratocaster. And it's a, you know, it's the classic looking Fender Stratocaster burst guitar. And I have one on my wall that looks just like it. Um, You know, just for your sake, because I know you can see it and others can't. It's just I'm I'm pointing to it right now so you yeah. can see it. Oh, okay. That's exactly the one. I mean, it looks just like that. That's But it's from 62
2: version, or 63 or whatever. This is an
0: original yeah. 19, I think it's a 62 Strat.
2: Uh-huh. And
0: he, uh, Doug's like, uh, I, I kept saying, I got to see this thing. He's like, well, you know, I'll arrange it with my dad. You can come over to the house and check it out. I'm like, yep. And I called Garrett up. I'm like, dude, whatever you're doing, drop it. Meet me in Ann Arbor and you got to see this thing. So we went over to Doug's dad's house, his parents' house. And. Uh, he breaks out this guitar and he didn't even have a kit. Ca- like the case he had was like this makeshift case that was made out of like, I don't know it was like protected by blankets and stuff. It was really strange how, but it was beautiful the way they had it set up. I think one of his friends eventually got him an actual, you know, fender case to put this thing in. And then he still had the original amplifier too, from that same 1962. So he's got both of these pieces of, of, of equipment, that are amazing. They're not priceless, but it's amazing. I'm guessing that guitar is worth, I would guess a guitar is probably worth 50 grand.
2: Oh my like God. It's, a,
0: it's unbelievable. Oh my God. So he's like, and he brings it out and he plugs it in. and He's like, you wanna play it? I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I said, I'm god awful. And I'm like, waiting for Garrett to show up because I'm like, I want somebody competent to play this thing so it doesn't look like, and I'm afraid <laughs> to even handle this thing. And his dad was so cool about it. Garrett finally shows up, and I think we had brought, like, some beer to give his dad, and his dad's like, oh, oh sure, we're having a beer, and, and Garrett's playing a thing, and he's great, and he's like, this is this is sick how good this is, and the amplifier also is like one of these old, you know, the tube amplifiers that Fender used to make, and it's it just, they can't, they're not replicated, you know, I mean, this is, you can't, you can't find this stuff, people just, this, these things aren't just lying around, there are very few of them there, and, and there's Doug, and his dad's got it. It's never changed hands. It's been with him for, you know, sixty years, sixty plus years. He's had that. It's it's amazing.
2: That's unbelievable. Obviously, he didn't spend fifty grand on it. So this thing, no, I mean, no,
0: it was. Definitely no, I don't thing. even know what it was. New, I would imagine. I mean, it's a great guitar. I knew it was probably a few
2: hundred bucks in sixty-two you know? or sixty-three. Yeah, yeah. And the original probably, amp.
0: The original amps, probably you know, a hundred bucks or something back then. I don't know. It's crazy. So, like, and he didn't even get a guitar case for it back then or ever? Like <laughs> I think at some point he like lost the case. It's it was so weird. He like you know, pulls it out, and I'm like that is I can't believe this is how it's I mean it's stored very securely, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, like yeah, yeah, basically wrapped up in like blankets, and it was it was awesome.
2: <laughs> but I think he does have a case for it now. Are amps worth anything now that just the amp brought up, or is that because that was an original? vintage, vintage okay. amps
0: are worth something yeah and depending on the company you got some old uh british amplifiers that are worth a lot the old fenders are anything that has a tube in it like the tube amps those are uh those are worth some money um yeah i don't ever i don't i don't even try to get into that world that that, that to me that's you gotta be <laughs> you gotta play on stage and know what the hell you're doing like i mean i i play at my party once every couple of years and one song and i'm out because i'm so bad but um Yeah, I have a few amplifiers, but they're nothing crazy, you know, but that there is a market for the old amps. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, because Garrett, your buddy was telling, he was kind of he was blown away when he was telling this story. He's like, man, the original amp. And he's like, he couldn't believe it. He's like, this car's guitar is like, like Hendrix used like not that exact guitar, you know, the one that you had in hand, but like that model or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's like, yeah, that's the the, that's the guitar, right? It's the same year and it's amazing. Just an amazing
2: story. Yeah, so people check your dad's uh closets or attics or whatever if they played in a band or whatever. You never know what you might find. Um, is that like even at a garage sale or like thrift stores? I know they're not out there for like a ten bucks, but I mean to, it's it's like you said, the antique road show. I don't know if you can identify it whether it's a relic or you know a knockoff or a remake, a remodel or whatever. But I mean, people have these things sitting around sometimes they don't even know it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean. I'm not going to lie, I've gone to some uh, yard sales or uh, estate sales, and, and my sole purpose is to see if they have instruments, see if there are yep. guitars or amplifiers, and I, I think on one occasion, I saw something was worth taking a picture of, it was something I wasn't sure about, I took a picture of it, sent it to Garrett, I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, uh, he goes, actually, that's priced about right, because it was, it was reasonably expensive, Um, but I was like, all right, I just wanted to know, and I, I was wondering if it was some kind of deal if like they had it priced low just to sell and the thing's worth five times as much he's like no that's priced exactly where it needs to be so um but i've heard stories i mean i i've had some friends that have gone and, and found a steal at, at some uh at some sale and, and garrett fixes guitars too so when he goes out and he'll find something he'll bring it back to his shop fix it up and it's all of a sudden it's amazing but yeah, a, I mean that's a, that's a different it, talent.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean every everyone, every collector, whether it was guitars, clothes, uh, cards, you go to yard sales, garage, hoping for that that million dollar story, you know, that you find on you know online, like oh man finds Jackie Robinson rookie card in shoebox, you know, like a story, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know? like great story. <laughs> like yeah, I, I remember when I, when I bought this house, I, I hadn't been up into the the attic area. There's like an attic area over the garage and. Throughout the rest of the house but over the garage part i hadn't been up there and one day i decided to go up there just to, and t- take a look and i'm like what if what if they find like three cases and they're all filled with guitars or maybe there's a box and it's got a bunch of you know old 50s baseball cards or something and all i found there was a you know a couple slabs of like marble that they used <laughs> for <laughs> surrounded by the fireplace but it's still yeah you you hope you, you find that yeah that's that's. have tough. you ever if you ever bought a have you ever bought uh, cards that you found were later to be you ever um, been
2: burned on that? No, I haven't had that yet. Yeah, no, I haven't had that happen. Um, because if I'm spending a lot on a card, I, I'm pretty, you know, I'm not. It's probably already slabbed, which is like it's been authenticated already. And if it's a raw card, like um, people know what to look for nowadays, like a Michael Jordan rookie card. Okay. There is a lot of counterfeits and fakes of that card, but there's a lot of tells too. You can look up online. I know people too that can identify them really easily. Um, so I've never, you know, knock on wood, had that issue come up. But yeah, I mean, Card World. There were um, in the '90s they even had these backdoor copies where um, Upper Deck and Fleer went bankrupt, and then they were backdooring backdooring these these cards that were they're like printed 200 or less, or 100 or less, or 10 or less, and they would hit the market, and people would. You know, you didn't know any better. So it's always, you always got to get this stuff authenticated. But yeah, there, that happens in the card world. It hasn't happened to me, but uh, you got to be careful. I
0: I remember in the uh, late 80s when I would, when I would go to some card shows, um, hearing about the Wayne Gretzky rookie card, that it, that that was one of the, the ones that was one of the biggest counterfeit guitars because, or guitars, uh, counterfeit cards because obviously Wayne Gretzky and the value when he had broken into the league 10 years prior and, people knew that that card was going to be worth something I and mean, if you had the the Opichi version it's worth even more.
2: Yeah, and the Opichi version is actually like if it's perfectly cut then it's probably fake because part of the Opichi ones uh they they the machine they used to cut those cards they kind of left a little bit of like a rigidness on the edges so um it's supposed to be that way. Uh so yeah, but you're right. I mean, Wayne Gretzky rookie Michael Jordan rookie card. If you go to these card shows, I'm not, you know, That's why I'm not a huge fan of authenticate cards, even though I have a lot of them, a lot of slabs. But the the best part about it is you have to trust the reputable company that this is a real card, and so that helps put your mind at ease instead of buying a raw card out there. But uh, dude, Gator, thank you for joining me, man. This has been fun. Uh, we'll get you back on when you buy your next uh guitar, maybe you know a Clapton or something. (laughs) That (laughs)
0: way, yeah, I'll let you know when I'm ready to when I'm ready to spend big boy money on it. Uh, That's good.
2: Yeah. Well, have you before I let you go? Actually, have you ever thought about like if that grail guitar comes by like hey i just gotta package some of these guitars that i have you know what i mean an upgrade because people do that
0: so no, i like, hear art- what you're saying like yeah. when i sell like five of these yep To get one sweet guitar and i've thought about that and uh maybe that's something down the road that i would consider just to because people that have large guitar collections they know that they've got the sickness you know they call it the sickness and um I think they all the guys I know they had a bunch they start to consolidate them and get them. they're like oh I used to have like 95 guitars how many do you have now six'm like wow you know but what they end up doing is they sell a bunch of them to get different gear you know I I sold 15 and I got this uh, sweet you know 61sG I'm like okay so I could see somewhere down the road maybe where I don't want to have to house you know 30 guitars in my house I could I'd rather just have you know a handful or something like that but I'm not ready for that yet
2: not yet. Not yet. But when you are, we'll be here at Kane Collects waiting yeah. to uh, give you a call and talk about it. Uh, like I said, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. If this is your first time you've tuned in and downloaded the podcast and you missed any p- episodes, go back and you can listen to any other episodes that we've had. Like I said, if uh, you can collect it, I'll talk about it. There, there's card local card shop owners I've talked to. I've talked to a guy, a sports memorabilia, someone who owns an entire Michael Jordan playoff game used uh shorts and jersey which is cool i'm gonna do uh funko pop comics coming up soon so uh, like i said tell a friend tell family catch up on episodes and as always keep collecting <laughs>